the recent red moon uh, that you have heard called a blood moon is a perfectly natural occurrence. That's the first thing I want, I want you to know. This is, it's not uh, something new, but it's, it's a perfectly natural uh, occurrence. Uh, every time the moon passes completely into the shadow of the earth, it turns a reddish color, sometimes a bright copper. Did uh, we have copies for everybody? Okay. Um, the red color occurs because even when the earth has moved directly between the moon and the sun, the scattered light from all the sunsets and sunrises on the rim of our globe still make it to the moon's surface. A lunar eclipse happens every so often and not unusual in the least. So just having a lunar eclipse uh, is nothing unusual in itself. Uh, it happens every so often. Uh, and um, because of the way the earth and the moon and the sun line up, it causes the, uh, the moon uh, to give off this reddish color that we call uh, a blood moon. Now, the April 15, 2014 lunar eclipse is a special and unique event because of the timing of the occurrence and also because it is the first in a series making the overall occurrences rare and significant. Uh, what we just began, and because, because of the clouds and the rain, uh, nobody around here was able to view it uh, uh, because the clouds had it all covered up. But uh, uh, the first one we had on April the 15th, and um, I'm going to just follow down along on this um, handout that I gave you. Um, I want to talk about biblical prophecy. And uh, Joel chapter 2, verses 30 and 31. Now, that's, they'll have that on, on the screen. It's also in your handout. This is what was prophesied in the Old Testament and referring to the last days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Now, God has given a prophecy of signs and wonders taking place in the atmosphere and also in the earth. Uh, with everything that's happening now, and everything that's being fulfilled, I suggest that nobody take these events lightly. We're on the verge, we're on the verge of, of bloodshed in the streets like the Bible predicted in this country. 
And what I've been seeing going on this past week out in Nevada, if I, if I had any doubts at all, I don't have any more. I know why uh, Homeland Security has been hogging up all the ammunition and while they've been building consecration camps in different places around the country to hold up United States citizens. Uh, because of the land grant that's going on uh, in Nevada right now with ranchers that's had control, their families had control of that, of that range going back all the way back to the 1800s, long before this land management ever existed. Uh, and, uh, you know, they go in and they lay a hold of it and start taking, taking the man's cattle. Uh, and uh, it was, everybody was expecting another, an, another uh, uh, Waco to happen the other day. And they finally stood down. But uh, Senator Harry Reid says, well, it's not over. You know, that's just, that's just a test. That's just a first. Uh, and uh, there's going to be all kind of things happening. Uh, and we're right down here at the close of things. And the Lord, in the midst of all of this stuff, is trying to show things in the heavens that he created and say, look here, take notice of this. Don't sleep through this. Amen. Now, Peter, uh, he gave reference to the same scripture in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost, chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. He said, I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Now, Let's not literalize things. He's not talking about literally the moon literally turning into blood. But when these events happen, when you look at it, you know, it appears to be blood. And that's what um, he's referring to. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. So we know by scriptures that God does use the sun, the moon, and the stars for signs to those who dwell on the earth about coming in time events that we should be aware of. On the earth, he uses signs as earthquakes, Tsunamis and even volcano, volcano eruptions. In Luke chapter 20, uh, 21, verse 25. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity and the sea and the waves roaring. It, there never has been a time in my in my lifetime of that terrible tsunami that struck around the Indian Ocean 
two, over 200,000 lives, people taken, swept out the seas. That's what this scripture is referring to. The seas roaring. Uh, all of this stuff, we need to take notice. We don't, we don't need to take anything for granted. Because, folks, we're we're down here at the last at the last time. I believe just as sure as I believe I'm sitting on this stool right now, that the man who's going to rule over the one world order and the beast system is alive and living right now. I believe it. Uh, now. Giving you all those scriptures, I want to talk about the significance, the historical, about what's happening right now. Uh, on your handout, it says Tetrads Historically. This is on your back page. When you have four blood moons in succession, or Tetrads, which NASA calls it, it causes even NASA to take notice. And when these have begun every time on a Jewish feast of Passover, you know it is more than just coincidence. Now what makes this different than other lunar eclipses is that it happened, the first one happened, on the Jewish feast of Passover, we, we just had one. There's going to be four more. And every one of them is going to hit on a Jewish feast day. Every one of them. Now, it was confirmed by NASA that we have had only seven blood red tetrets in the last 2,000 years. And each beginning on the first day of Passover. And each time, I will add, they marked significant events in the nation of Israel. Um, Every time a blood moon pattern has appeared on Jewish feast days, a big event affects the nation of Israel. Now, although, and scientists and different ones will say, well, you know, this is just a, a regular occurrence. It's nothing, no, uh, no difference. But this is different. Because a succession of four in a row has only happened seven times since 1 A.D. And guess what happened in 1 A.D.? God became flesh. And came to earth. Amen. Uh, And it's only happened seven times. And each time it's occurred, something great, some great event, some significant event has happened regarding the nation of Israel. One of those tetrads began just prior to the outbreak of the Six Day War in 1967. Some of you may remember the war in 67, some may, may not. 
Two other events, it happened in 1493, it happened in 1949, began more than a year after the expulsion of the Jews from Spain and the State of Israel's declaration of independence in 1948. Here's what you got to understand, church. The Jewish nation is God's time clock. Now, a lot of people, and I'm sad to say a lot of my apostolic brethren, they want to go in the Old Testament and take scriptures and prophecies meant for Israel and, and say, well, that's the church. But I'm going to tell you, I don't, I, and I'll stand up and, 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 I, and, and I'll, I will debate any of them and some of, them, uh, some of my close friends, and I'll tell you right now, the theory that the church has replaced Israel is a false theory. We have not replaced the church. The Bible says, the Apostle Paul says in the New Testament, that he's using the Gentile nation to make Israel jealous. But he's going back. He's going, to come, he's going to remember the promise he's made to Abraham. And there's going to be at least 144,000 of them has been sealed. And they're going to be saved and brought to the knowledge of who Jesus is because of the promise God made Abraham. I'm telling you folks, you better be thankful that you got in this thing while the door to the Gentiles. The Bible calls it the times of the Gentiles. Until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. The door opened at Cornelius' house. When Peter went to Cornelius and preached the message. And while he was still preaching, the Holy Ghost fell on them. And he says, who can forbid water that these should be baptized who has received the Holy Ghost as well as we at the beginning? The door was opened. I had a chance for salvation. You had a chance for salvation. But just as sure as the door opened, God is closing that door. The reason why there's not as many people being saved in the Gentile world, we got a lot of people to tell you, that door is halfway closed. The day will come that the times of the Gentiles, according to the scripture, will be ended. And God is going to go back and focus on Israel. There'll never be another Gentile saved when that door's closed. I'm going to go ahead and finish reading here, but and you can be looking up here. Uh the picture that you're looking at here now uh, is um, I give give thanks to uh, Pastor John Heggie because this is this is his picture uh, in his book about the four blood moons. I didn't I didn't put this together like all the rest of them. This is this is his. Uh, the Jewish nation is God's time clock. And if we desire to understand end time events, we must watch Israel. The April 15 event happened 
on the beginning of the Feast of Passover. Now, we didn't get a chance to see this first because the rain and the storm. I, I woke up just like that at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I went and I opened the front door looked, but it was, before we was at it, it was still raining. It's going to happen again on October the 8th. The blood moon this time and on October day is going to happen on the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles. <laughs> Let me tell you. There's a scripture in John's gospel, I believe it is, the seventh chapter. And I preached on this. It's been a while. But the scripture says, on that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. <laughs> if any man is thirsty, let him I'm, come unto me and drink. I'm telling you the significance of this next one coming on the Feast of Tabernacles. When Jesus says on that on that um, on the last day of the feast, that great day of the feast, that was the Feast of Tabernacles that was taking place then. They had been there for a week in Jerusalem. You see, a lot of people will turn. Some people will turn to Scripture and just read. But they never will, and, and they'll see something that somebody does, but they never will question why. It's all of a sudden, Brother Paul, it said on that last day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. Now when I looked at that, I said, what made Jesus all of a sudden stand up and begin to cry out? If any man is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This was the last day of the feast that this happened on. And on the last day of the feast, history tells us that they concluded that with what was called a ceremonial pouring of the waters. The high priest would leave the temple in Jerusalem and a group of Levites behind him. And he would have uh, an empty vessel. And they would walk down the winding streets uh, outside Jerusalem to the valley, to the, to the water running out there the creek and get water. And come back to Jerusalem chanting. The scripture they was chanting would be, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Or with joy, what they was actually saying, with joy shall you draw water out of the well, wells of Yeshua. And they had that, they had, and they was going through this ritual, chanting that. Looking forward to the day of the refreshing of Israel. And that priest would go back and pour that water out on the dusty ground. Representing God pouring his spirit out on dry hearts. 
And they said, with joy shall you draw water out of the well of Yeshua. And Yeshua stood there as long as he could because Jesus' name in Hebrew is Yeshua. Yeshua stood and cried, if you're thirsty, come to me. Forget your ritual. Forget your religion. That stuff is dead. You're looking for refreshing. If you're thirsty, come to me. On October the 8th, if the sky is not cloudy that night and you're able to see that blood moon, remember what Jesus stood and cried. After, after blood moon will occur during Passover, April the 4th, 2015, the last one will happen September the 28th, 2015, another Feast of Tabernacles. Now here is the kicker. If I haven't did enough already to show you that because of every time, only seven times in history since 2000 and 2000 years, this has only happened. And this makes the eighth time. And by the way, the number eight in in numerology according to uh, Bible scholars means new beginnings. Hallelujah. We're, We're coming into a new era, folks. We're coming into a new beginning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Right smack in the middle of these four moons, we're going to have a solar eclipse. (laughs) That will be March the 20th, 2015. A solar eclipse, which means that the moon in the middle of the sun in the middle of the day is going to go dark. The, the, the sun shall be black as sack. Oh, hallelujah. Here's these blood moons. And right in the middle of them, we're going to have a blackening of the sun. You can think that's coincidence if you want to. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. There's, I, I'm in agreement with Mr. Hagee on, on this. There's a great event fixing to take place. With how they are working to try to get a peace treaty signed between Israel and the Palestinians, this could be pointing to that. Since every time it's happened in the past, it's it's meant some great significant event for Israel. This could, I'm just saying it could, be pointing to a peace treaty being signed between Israel and the Palestinians. And and they're going to give the Palestinians a part of the Holy Land. They're going to give them their state and Israel's state. 
and it's going to mark the beginning of the third temple. If that treaty is signed, the last great event, prophecy, took place during, during the four, four moon in, in 1948 when Israel became a nation. After 2,000 years, God had been saying, I'm going to bring you back home. I'm going to bring you back home. You're going to be a nation again. That took place in, uh, in, uh, in 1948 when Israel became a state. That began the last generation. If you want to know when the last generation begun, that was the issue in of the last generation. If this, if this is leading up to a treaty being signed between Israel and the Palestinians, it means the beginning of the last seven years, the seventh week of Daniel, which is the seven-year tribulation period, which means it will wind up, it will be no more. How, uh, how many remember... We preached and, and taught about the millennial on Wednesday night a good while back. The millennial will start right after the seven years. The, the, the man of sin, the Antichrist, they're going to sign a treaty with Israel and in the, for seven years. And in the middle of it, he's going to break the treaty. This could... Be pointing to that. It could be pointing to something else. But all I'm saying tonight is every time this has happened in the last 2,000 years, something great, big has happened that had to do with the, the nation of Israel. And we are connected with them. The church is. We're connected with them. So... April the 15th, Passover was the first one. Coming up in October, we'll have the second one. Then March of next year, the sun's going to turn dark. A solar eclipse. And then Passover again next year. Two years in a row at Passover. April 4th. And then the final one. I don't know what these are going to be pointing to. We can only speculate. But folks, something is fixing to transpire. And with everything that is happening, We, ought, we need to be concerned about loved ones, about friends who are lost. I mean, we're right here at the coming of the Lord. This blows my mind. I'm telling you. I've preached God. I've preached prophecy and out of the book of Revelation and Daniel um, uh, the whole time I've been preaching. I mean, the Lord led me that when I was just a kid. The longest message I ever preached 
was two and a half hours long. And it was under a tent revival in West Nashville on Centennial Boulevard. I went on a fast. And the Lord spoke to me and showed me things that would happen that were seeing fulfilled that wouldn't happen then. I spoke for two and a half hours. You know how people get 30 minutes nowadays. But didn't nobody move a muscle that whole two and a half hours. I have, what I'm trying to say is, I've preached and taught Bible prophecy all that time from around 15 or 16 years old to now. I'm going to, Lord, if I live, the Lord lets me live, I'll be, I'll be 60 in September. And the things that I've preached about all these years, it's unreal. I mean, I'm. It's surreal. It's like I'm sitting back and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it open up. I'm seeing it fold, unfold. They are making plans. It's already in the set. For years, the old people, my daddy, different ones, they always thought, the mark of the beast, everybody would be walking around with tattoos and you'd see numbers on your forehead and all that stuff. They, that's before the advent uh, of, of all the chips and, and, all, uh, and, and all that stuff going on. Uh, and, you know, now, I mean, it's, 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 we know it's, it's, it's not that we're all going to have a visible mark or number on our head or our forehead, but they're going to be in The day will come that every baby born in this country will... Well, mandatory have a chip put in it. Mandatory. Just like before that baby comes home right now, that baby's got a social security number. I remember I was I was in high school when I I had to apply for mine. I was a junior in high school. But uh this this health care plan. Listen, I'm I'm not a, I'm not against some you know everybody being able to have uh, affordable health care. But I'm gonna tell you something. That right there is a phony baloney, folks. I promise you, there's been more people lose their good health care plan than there's people that's got insurance. This is going to be tied to it. Yep. It's, a, it's, a, it's a method of control. Yep. 